All right. Good evening, everyone. So I know it's been a couple weeks since we've been looking at this series, but um, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, we started looking at um, the intercessory prayer guide for missionaries written by, um, well, former missionary now, um, Gary Kastner. And uh, we got through the first couple points. We'll get to that here in a moment um, because you guys were out of town and Tim and Esther weren't here. So um, excuse me, guys. We'll be going through that tonight. Um, Probably not finish it. There's a lot to unpack and a lot to think through with this, but um, with uh, the last, actually it's probably been the last couple of months with the situation that went on with um, Tim Anger, who, by the way, we saw on Easter Sunday, and uh, I shook a hand, the hand of a walking miracle. Um, and uh, yes, he's he was playing the organ Easter Sunday morning. Um, but um, with the whole situation he went through the last couple of months, and now with the uh, what's been going on with Graceland, um, I've been logging into my Facebook account, uh, well, more than I have in years, just looking for updates. And Facebook, well, I know we all have our own opinions on, on Facebook, but it can be a, an encouraging place and it can be a discouraging place. And unfortunately, it's more discouraging mostly. And uh, the other day when I was looking for an update, I sh- scrolled down and I saw a picture of a man who... I know was a missionary, or at least I thought he was still a missionary. Um, He was, he trained at Lehigh for a couple of years, and they were, him and his family were, I'd say, probably neighbors of my family. They lived a couple uh, streets over, and we'd spent a good amount of time together. He was an electrician by trade before he surrendered to the ministry. Um, he actually rewired some electri- the electric at my parents' house. Um, now, this will tell you uh, how old my parents' house is. Uh, he moved them from fuses to uh, um, breakers. Uh, and then the guy's like, um, yeah, with the electric system that you guys had here, you, your house could have burnt down. Um, but... All that to say, like he he trained for the ministry. He went um, to Europe, I think Eastern Europe as a missionary. And I was looking at uh, his profile picture on Facebook, and I'm like, "That's him, but that is not his wife." And I'm like, "What happened?" And I did some digging, and uh, him and his family. Um, they came back from the mission field in 2019 before the pandemic. Um, and I was looking through some of their, um, prayer letters or prayer updates 
there was about a six or eight month gap. And uh, after that gap, it was just his wife riding. Um, he had left her for another woman. I don't know all the situation. I don't know all the details, but they were a missionary family to Eastern Europe um, that now are off the field and now they're no longer together. And I'm like, that's sad. Um, and that just prompted me to think like, missionaries need a lot of prayer. Now, the field that they were ministering at was a very, is a very cold country um, and not a re lot of results, but um, and they, they surrendered to the ministry, but then now they're back and now their family and their marriage has, from what I could see, has dissolved. But that's one bad side of Facebook, see someone that I knew and their ministry and their family has been destroyed. But then I saw a picture of another missionary from uh, who ministered in South Africa, and they just hit their 32-year anniversary of ministering in South Africa. And this family, um, this gentleman, um, he's been kidnapped, thrown in the trunk of someone's car and driven away from his house there in South Africa. He was beaten. Um, I th if I remember correctly, he was left on the side of the road. Uh, thankfully, he was able to get back home um, and... Um, healed up and all that and he's still ministering in South Africa and it was Brother Doug put the picture out of this missionary 32 years they're back at their sending church uh, this last weekend I believe and they were celebrating that um, and this missionary we've talked uh, a couple years ago we were talking to him uh, over Skype and uh he was asking specific prayer for himself that, because um, he was shy. So think about this. This is a guy on Skype in South Africa, up in the projector in front of maybe 200 people, and he's up there admitting that he's shy. And he's a missionary for 32 years. So missionaries are real people. They're, they're just like us. Um, I mean, we're supposed to be missionaries here where we're at. They're just um, ones that go to other places. And they do face a lot more than even what, we'll, uh, what we face here. And we're going to look at a couple of those things in the lesson tonight. Um, but... Um, and I have a couple other examples, and I'm not going to go through... Uh, tonight, some good, some bad that I've seen. Not saying that it's someone's fault for not praying for them, but missionaries get attacked. They need they need prayer. Um, they're they're not some super special Christian. They're like me and you, who are out 
in another world, another part of the world, proclaiming the gospel, um, and they deal with the same things that we deal with. And actually, with some of the things we'll look at tonight, um, they deal with things that are more than um, what we even can deal with uh, in our lives here. Um, but just that was a little bit of a uh, eye-opener for me. Um, I know of another family that left the mission field for other issues, and it, it's sad. And they're, they were friends, um, but bottom line is missionaries need prayer, uh, a lot of prayer, and um, we're going to look at some of these different areas that we can pray for them tonight. Um, so two weeks ago when we first went through here, we looked at the first part, uh, the need for intercession. We looked at the example of the Apostle Paul being a missionary and how he requested prayer. We looked at how missionaries are involved in spiritual warfare and different things that they face there on the mission field. Um, again, the writer of this pamphlet um, was a missionary in South America for 20 years and then in Africa for eight years, and now he's a, a pastor in um, Texas. But um, there's things like Satanists, witches, shamans, spiritists have entered into co a covenant of prayer to Satan to break the marriages and families of spiritual leaders. For us, at least me here in the States, is like, that's kind of weird, but... This stuff happens, um, and missionaries go through a lot more than we can even realize. Um, so we looked at the example of Paul, how missionaries are involved in spiritual warfare, um, how missionaries are subject to great temptation. They have a greater accountability. That's where we ended um, three weeks ago. Uh, but tonight, we're going to look at uh, there's five different specific areas of intercession that we should be praying um, for our missionaries. Um, and uh, the first one is their spiritual life. Their spiritual life. Um, we should be praying for their daily communion with God. Um, and John 15 uh, we're not going to read that whole passage because, well, a couple of weeks ago, Tim taught a whole lesson on John 15, um, but being in the vine um, and how Jesus is the true vine, and without him, we can do nothing. Um, so we need to be praying for their daily communion with God because their personal fruitfulness depends on it. Their family depends on it. Um, and that, that there's the other missionary that I'm not going to go into detail with tonight um, that came off the field, personal friends of my family, another family. Um, they have a, a son that was my age and, um, and daughter's, my uh, sister's age. And they had, they had family, a family issue that... Um, that's what took them off the field, and they never got back to the field, and now they are, thankfully they're not at a church, but they're not in a solid church anymore. 
um, and um, the, the missionary's spiritual life, they need to have their own personal relationship with God because without that, I mean, their family's going to be destroyed. And I, again, a lot of these points that we're going to look at tonight apply um, to us as well. So not only their own fruitfulness depends on their daily communion with God, their family depends on it, and of course the ministry um, depends on it. So we'll be praying for their daily communion with God. We should also be praying for their brokenness. Brokenness. Um, Psalm 51:17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, that will not despise. Um, they need to be humble to what God has them to do because they are out in the field doing God's, God's work. Um, we should pray for their submission to authority. Missionaries aren't just out there by themselves. Um, alone. Lone Ranger Christians, as you, um, some have termed it, um, they're sent out by another church under that church's authority, and uh, they need to be um, in submission um, to their pastor and to um, the desire of the church that has sent them. And then they should also uh, be broken in complete dependence on the Lord. And humility and relationships with workers and family. Another area of spiritual life uh, we should be praying for them is for their anointing of God. Um, Acts 1.8 But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then Acts 4, 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And then um, also Acts 16, 6 through 10. I'm not going to read those five verses, but uh, it's talking about um, Paul and uh, the Macedonian vision um, God gave him direction on where he would want him to go at that point. Um, but we should be praying for the Spirit's direction in their life and the Spirit's power in their life. So we should be praying for their anointing of God. And then we should be praying for their burden and love for souls burden and love for souls. Um, Romans 9, 1 through 3, uh, the Apostle Paul says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not in my conscience, also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continue sorrow of heart, or sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Um, they need to have burdens, for, uh, a burden for the souls that they're ministering to. Um, they need to have the, the love of Christ. 
We need to have compassion for the people um, that they're ministering to. And they need to be sensitive to the needs there. Um, another one of those instances of looking at Facebook recently, um, Brother Doug Hammett, who's, who actually is, he was in Pennsylvania last weekend. I'm not sure where he's at right now. Um, but he's been, he's been posting on Facebook about floods there in South Africa. Even though he's here in the States right now, he still has compassion and love for the people there. He's sensitive to the current needs um, because, I mean, the flooding there is affecting the people that he's ministering to, the people that, that he loves. And missionaries need to be sensitive to those needs. Um, and then, of course, in times of famine, um, think about the Ukrainian crisis right now. There's sometimes that physical needs need to be met um, before people will be open for their spiritual needs. Um, so missionaries need to be um, sensitive to those things. And then um, they need to have clear objectives. They need to have clear objectives for what the Lord has them um, to do in the direction of the ministry. Um, and uh, the verses there, at Matthew 28, 18 through 20, I mean, it's the Great Commission. Um, preaching the gospel, baptizing, and teaching. Missionaries, to have a biblical perspective, need to be um, preaching the gospel and teaching others. And humanitarian aid is, is good. I, mean, I think about my aunt and her friends a couple weeks ago. They came, what, 18 hours in this big truck um, driving home goods to the, the victims down in Kentucky uh, from the tornado back in December. And those, those are great things, but they're not ministering to their spiritual needs. Um, and course again we, we talked about being missionaries need to be sensitive to physical needs but their goal their objective um, is to be preaching the gospel and baptizing teaching and planting churches so they need to have spiritual illumination and they need to have the ability to avoid um, interruptions that can happen in the ministry. So those are some specific areas of intercession for their spiritual life. Uh, let's look at a couple things um, for their physical life. I mean, physical health. I mean, that's top of the, the list when it comes to physical life. Um, they are exposed to many different diseases that um, we don't have here in the United States, or at least not as prevalent. Um, I'll use Brother Doug as an example again. He's had malaria a couple of times, and that's because he's been ministering in Africa. Um, and thankfully, there's there's treatments for that now, but it's still not a fun thing. Um, and there's many other diseases, of course, in Africa, you can think of 
like the AIDS crisis and things like that. There's a lot of that in foreign countries that uh, missionaries uh, minister in. There's also inadequate health care. Um, there's not the greatest health care all around the world. Um, thankfully, it's getting better, but it's still not as good um, as here in the States. Um, I was thinking about a missionary family that we know personally um, who minister in Australia, and the wife, for lack of a better term, had a mental breakdown, and she was in the hospital for um, a couple of weeks. And um, thankfully, they had the adequate, I mean, Australia, it's not a third world country, but it's still not the United States. Uh, thankfully, they were to figure out what was going on, but um, if they used to minister in Africa, maybe if they were still in Africa, they wouldn't have the, that type of health care. Who knows? But um, inadequate health care, it's, it's a real thing. Um, think about a lot of countries that missionaries go to are in the tropics, um, and heat can cause fa fatigue. And then um, for their physical health, it can shorten their missionary career just because they can't physically do it uh, anymore just because of uh, the strain and the stress that a miss missionary life um, can be. So that's their physical health. Think about physical protection. Um, road accidents prevalent in third world countries. Um, I remember this video I saw of traffic control in like Thailand where Ben and Alyssa minister. No lanes, no lights, trucks, mopeds, people walking, running, ten, ten lanes in what we probably have a four lane highway and like yeah, people are going, that accidents happen all the time. I mean, Ben does have a moped over there in Thailand, but that's that's the culture thing, and it's because um, the roads are small, and well, the ones that are big enough are crazy, like I just explained, but road accidents happen. Um, I think about, uh, you see missionary reports of people, well, in Africa, saying, okay, we have a three-hour, well, even Ben and Alyssa. Ben and Alyssa, they flew. Uh, they're still in quarantine. I think today might be their last. You know, they might be out of quarantine by now. I'm trying to do quick math. They got their Thursday. Well, they're ending the, toward the time of their quarantine. Um, but they still have a three- or four-hour drive um, from where they're at to their home. And it's not like driving on 32 or 75. Uh, it's driving up and down mountains. Um, it might be a three-hour drive, 80 miles. Yeah, here, 80 miles, we can knock that out in two hours if we we're driving fast. Um, but the road systems in third world countries aren't that great. Um, and uh, so we need to be praying for their protection. Um, 
I don't have any examples f specifically for this point, but um, I, I have heard stories of how missionaries are normally found at fault and jailed because, oh, they're the foreigner. They have the money, so let's, let's charge them even if they're not at fault. Um, and just extensive travels in ministry, um, just different places there in the country that they're uh, ministering in, but even when they're back here in the States, they, they put a lot of miles on their vehicles, so a lot of travel, and they need, we need to be praying for their physical protection. Um, and then uh, emotional stability. Um, and again, some of these things, I'm just relying on the experience of Brother Kastner, but um, culture shock is real. I've never um, had to deal with that. I mean, of course, you hear stories, but until you actually experience it yourself, you may not you won't fully understand. Um, but not everyone does the same, uh, have the same way of life that we have here in the States, um, all over the world. Um, Loneliness or isolation from friends and family. Um, I mean, Ben and Alyssa, it takes them 48 hours to travel one way um, from eastern United States to um, to, the, to Thailand. I mean, it's, if you look on, it, on a map, it, it's literally on the other side of the world. Um, and of course, lately with COVID and all that, um, people can't travel as much, so they don't get to see their friends and family. I mean, we experienced this a little tiny bit with COVID, like, oh, not being able to see our family who lives five minutes down the road. Um, for them, it's, it's an everyday thing. They can't just go over to Grandma's house. Um, she lives on the other side of the world. And then they're also treated as an alien 24 hours a day. Um, I mean, you know, Ben and Alyssa, again, they're, they're white. They're ministering in an Asian country, so they're going to stand out. They have five little kids um, that um, of like, Ben's told me before, like, yeah, when we get the kids out, they're like celebrities because they're little white kids in an Asian country. Uh, but, I mean, it, yeah, it might be fun once in a while, but, like, that's what they have all day long. Um, and they have anxiety over the work and problems and the problems that come with the ministry. And then discouragement over lack of fruit. Um, yeah, it's easy for me to stand here and be like, well... The Lord's called them to that place, even though they don't have fruit. Be, be like Jeremiah and some of those other uh, Old Testament prophets that didn't have any fruit. Well, they were discouraged too, um, and that happens. And the, there's that chance of discouragement um, that, they, that they'll have um, in, in the ministry uh, there on the foreign field. So that's where I'm going to stop tonight. Uh, and then, Lord willing, uh, next week we'll look at the last uh, three sections of this handout. Um, but just some things to think about that um, we don't necessarily understand um, living here in the United States. Um, 
and we'll, we'll see some more of that in the next couple of sections. But um, missionaries need prayer, um, and uh, I know we, we support Ben and Alyssa, but I know we all know different other missionaries out of other churches, friends, um, but they all they all need prayer, and uh, uh, there's just there's some ideas uh, that we can we can use to uh, um, bring them before the Lord's throne.